0: Shut up and sit down. What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. Uh, my name is Daryl. I'm your host. And this is episode 14 of The Quiet Part Loud. It is March the 1st, new month. And we are currently coming to you from London, as we always do. Uh, where it is minus 247 degrees celsius we are in the middle of a cold snap and the affectionately named beast from the east winter storm is got its ass right over london at the moment the clouds are gray the snow's coming down no maintenance has been done to the streets and uh People are having a bit of a tough time with it, but we'll get through it. It won't be here forever. Um, my neighbors are out making snowballs at the moment, which is fun, you know, get into that if that's your thing, um, but be careful out there. You know, the, the, the roads are slippery. We've got truck drivers having to sleep in their cars, in their cabs overnight. Uh, we've got delays on the trains, delays on the buses, people acting crazy, um, and adding to the extra stress of, you know, London day to day. You know, Now we get a couple of inches of snow and minus 11 uh, actual weather temperatures uh, thrust upon us for the close of the week, but it won't last forever. So be careful. Step confidently, but take your time. There's ice under there because they don't clean the roads and they don't clean the sidewalks. And if it snows and then that stuff gets trampled on and then it snows again and that stuff gets trampled on, which is what's happened day three things become real icy out there so it's it's slippery on the sidewalks so just take time take time keep your head about you try not to stress try not to be an asshole had a situation on the subway yesterday morning 7 30 a.m where a guy thought it was okay to uh, body check the guy behind me into the carriage to make room for himself because he didn't want to wait for the next train to come along, which would have been in ages. He would have had to wait a whole minute, 60 seconds for that next train, but he couldn't wait. He thought it was necessary to take a running start and assault another person just so he could get on the fucking carriage. We've talked about how people act on public transport before and how they kind of lose their mind, become over aggressive. you know, become kind of out of out of character. Um, well, this guy took it to the nth degree and almost broke my forearm as a result because I was holding on to uh, one of the handles. And when he hip checked or body checked the guy behind me, that guy ran into me and pushed my arm in between the carriage wall and the handle that I was holding. But he kept pushing and he kept ramming this guy. And I thought my arm was going to snap. So I freaked out on him for a quick five seconds. And told him what I thought, um, which you know didn't have to do. But like I said, I thought he broke my arm, um, and I just wasn't having that. And and you know we talk about accountability on the podcast all the time. And you know I had no intention of fighting this guy or anything like that. But he he definitely needed a piece of my mind, which he got. Um, there's just no call for it. You know we have to we have to leave this barbarian. Mentality at the gates and keep our composure about us when we're interacting with thousands and thousands of other people Every single day so to whoever that Eastern European guy was yesterday at Bank Station at 730 um, on the front Carriage of the train and I'm sure you won't listen to this But I remember exactly what you look like and I take that fucking same position on the platform every single day. So um, just mind yourself. I don't know where you've come from or how long you've been here or any of that. And I don't know how shit works wherever you're from. But we do our best to try to maintain civility and not act like Neanderthals, especially when we have these you know thousands of other people to interact with in a very very small environment so let's leave the body checking to the nhl players have a bit of patience and if you're in that much of a fucking rush give yourself more time because your lack of time management should not equal bodily harm or that level of discomfort and frustration to me or anybody else so mind yourself guys be patient you're not the only one on the road you're not the only one on the tube. you you're not the only one on the bus keep your fucking head about you keep your wits about you and be considerate to other people this shit will blow over it'll be springtime soon and uh this is just an anomaly but what I would like to say to the British authorities, you know, the um, the highway maintenance folks, the city councils, the, uh, the, uh, the borough councils out there, can you please use some of your fucking money to buy a snowplow? Like, used off of eBay. I'm sure you could get one for, you know, a few hundred or a couple of grand, whatever. You need to do something because... Nothing has been done and I'm not just paying my council taxes for you to come and pick up my my garbage and my recycling You need to be you need to be accountable you need to you need to look after the people that are living in these places and You know I'm seeing people fall over on the side of the road Person just almost hit the deck outside my window right like two minutes ago right We got truck drivers sleeping in their cabs because they can't get home because they can't drive on the fucking highways. There's no salt or grit or anything to speak of. And I know this kind of snow doesn't hit England, you know, on a very, very frequent basis. I've been here now 10 years and, you know, I haven't seen it consistently dump on us like this. But there's only two or three inches of snow on the ground. It's not that big of a deal. You just have to have some preparation in place where you can action these things. Someone needs to speak to the folks in Canada that look after the roads in Canada. Because I know it's been 10 years, but I remember seeing those big old, um, you know, uh, side-by-side snowplows on those heavy-duty trucks. And they would just clear everything out, you know. Where's the where's the council staff? Where's Greenwich council staff? You know, why aren't they salting the sidewalks? Anyways, step your fucking game up. We pay you guys. You make millions off of us. Fucking earn it. Do something. Anyways, it's cold. Colder than a polar bear's toenails as uh As the good folks in Outcast would say, Um, it is cold. It is cold, but we're not going to talk about the weather all day because we got other shit to talk about, right? And um, this is episode fourteen. Like I said, and like kind of off the top, guys, I want to just say thanks uh, so far because we've been launched now a couple of weeks. Uh, Like I said, we've put thirteen episodes up on SoundCloud. Uh, Some nice interaction numbers. We've got some people uh, joining our Facebook page, which is great. And you can get all of the episodes from there, uh, which will link straight to SoundCloud, which is free. Um, So you can listen to us for free there. And pretty soon we're going to be going out on iTunes. We're going to be going out on TuneIn, uh, maybe Stitcher. Uh, and possibly Google Play as well. I want to make this available in, on as many platforms as uh, as possible. Uh, I know not all you guys are Apple users, so you know the the i the the podcast app is not going to be for everybody. There's a lot of Android users out there, um, so we just want to make it widely available. But the traction so far has been really good. The feedback has been positive, and um, and so a huge thank you uh, because. Without that feedback, I don't know where I'm, you know, I, I know what I want to do with this thing, but it's good to hear your thoughts and and get your feedback on the show so far. You know, the subjects that we're covering, the format of the show, uh, which is Basically, just me staring into a microphone talking shit for an hour or so. Um, But we're going to add some different things, and this is going to keep growing and evolving. And, you know, I'm thinking about different segments. I've already been discussing a couple of potential guests uh, for future episodes. I don't know when that will happen. I don't know, um, you know, what those other people's availability is. We're in very early talks with them, but I've got some things in mind that I want to do with the show. and your continued support, listening in, is uh, is what makes that happen, and what allows me to continue doing it. So, again, it's early days, um, but whoever's been with us since since kind of day one. Um, you have my utmost appreciation. So thanks, guys. I really, I really appreciate it. It's um, it's great, and I love doing it. It's really fun. So I want to keep doing it. Um, and it doesn't matter because it doesn't cost anything to do this. You know, I pay like a sub fee for for SoundCloud, so I can upload these podcasts. But that's effectively it, right? It's a pretty, it's a pretty, you know, low cost endeavor um, to get started on. You just have to, you just have to press play and start talking, uh, which is what we've done. But The current iteration of the show will not be where it ends up. It will not be, um, you know, the end of the evolutionary process for the show. But, again, thanks for everybody that's already listening. Um, I think you'll be happy with where we take this and... Your feedback is always, always welcome. So uh, keep listening, stay tuned. Uh, we're gonna do episode 14 today. We're gonna get into some shit uh, that's been going on uh, with the news and, uh, you know, different stuff uh, that's happening around the world. And then I think I'm gonna come back either later today or tomorrow. And do a preview show for the upcoming UFC event, so stay tuned for that. We've got uh, we've got a nice card coming up this weekend with Chris Cyborg defending her title. And the co-main event, which is Frankie Edgar versus Brian Ortega, the winner of which will likely be in a position for a title shot next. Um, and some really, some really good stuff to get into on that because Frankie's an absolute legend. Uh, one of my favorite fighters of all time. Um, and if you guys don't know Brian Ortega, for those that are interested in the MMA side of this show, uh, if you don't know, you will know. Uh, nickname is T-City for a reason. He's a submission savage, and, uh, and we'll get into all of that. But, um, you know, what's been going on this week? I mean, there's always... So much shit going on this week. Tesla have uh, brought out their their newest race car, their newest spaceship, uh, also known as a uh, transport truck. And if you haven't seen the video on this, you really need to check it out. It's only about five or ten seconds long, and it's it's on like some some I guess rural uh, street in California. I guess uh, I didn't really see the description of it. It was literally like I said, a very very quick video, but it shows this transport truck trailer uh cab um the uh the front of it just driving with no cab on the back no no payload to carry um but it just kind of hits the gas and then it's gone the acceleration on this thing is just incredible and my understanding is they've already driven one of these things uh without a driver Across the country, I think from California to Florida or something like that successfully, no hiccups. um, And these things are capable of carrying like 80,000 pounds worth of cargo. So, sorry, truck drivers. um, You got 10 years left. If that, right? I mean, if you take... The the biggest expense for any business is labor costs, right? Staff costs, wages. The moment businesses can get rid of that adds such a great percentage of profitability to their, you know, to their final bottom line every year, that it stands to reason that this is a no-brainer of a decision. That truck drivers truck driving as an occupation is well into retirement phase now because you should like i said if you, if you haven't seen it go and check it out because it's a standard big rig transport truck and this thing just you know it's not the speed right it's not the speed because you got to obey the laws of the road and everything like that but it's impressive It's impressive. So if it functions like that, if it's kind of accident-free to a degree that shows a greater level of certainty to delivering the package on time intact without hiccups, and then you take all of the other extenuating factors out like having to pay a human to sit behind the wheel who can make human mistakes, blah, 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 fall asleep at the wheel, get tired, only drive for a certain amount of time. You know, what are you doing to your profitability there? No bathroom breaks. If this thing can run on a single charge, no stopping to recharge. Boom, boom, door to door, and you've taken all the staff and the human element out of it. You back that truck onto a loading bay, pretty soon, if not already, there'll be a robot at the other end ready to receive that package pretty soon i mean we've already seen the um the videos of you know the grocery stores of the future where it's basically robots that have your grocery order in them and they go around and they they get all of the items again without human interaction right so a robot's on the other end a robot picks it up a robot delivers it and when it arrives at its delivery point another robot puts it picks it up puts it in the warehouse, puts it away, and then when a customer orders it, a robot can go and get it for him and send it out. So all these human elements are being taken out of the workforce and you know, I'm all for technology and and progression in that realm because I don't think, you know, I don't it's it's unstoppable, right? It's, it's an inevitability that we we are a tech foc- a tech-focused society that whether willingly or unwillingly we adopt and adapt to the newest technology. So again, what are we talking? Ten? Twelve years? Taxis will be Johnny Cabs from total recall. Right? Welcome to Johnny Cab. Have a nice day. (laughs) Haha You know we're going to have... It probably won't be that rudimentary. It'd be cool if it was. And a couple novelty cars like that would be fucking awesome. Um, Ubers won't have drivers. Buses won't have drivers. Transport trucks won't have drivers. Factories will be re- replaced by robots. How many other industries will be affected by this? Customer service online is already being kind of introduced to uh, bot technology and being more widely adopted. So when you're on, say... You know, say you're on Curry's website, or you're on—I uh, don't know. Say you want to go and check your your um, your heating bill or something like that online. Any number of these websites where they provide a service, there'll be a little chat bot uh, chat box on the lower right-hand corner, and it'll say. You know, is there anything I can help you with? And then a like a message, an instant message, will pop up it. And it'll be Diane from Customer Support. And she'll be like, what can I help you with today? Is there anything I can assist you with? And then you'll answer with certain keywords, and that keyword will then generate a response. And so you'll have this conversation. And it's effectively It's effectively like an FAQ posing as a person, which is just a bot. You know, that's responding off of keywords and, 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 and that sort of technology. So customer service agents, they're going to be gone. You know, they're already being replaced now. Um, so I just wonder, like, what other industries will be disrupted by, you know, the, uh, the advent of smarter technology? Um, I say smarter technology, automated technology, because a lot of this technology right now is fucking just so dumb. So dumb. Like on one side, right? Elon Musk can send rockets with a Tesla to Mars, and the booster rockets can re land on a platform to be reused again. We've got automated transport trucks, self driving cars, um, you know, solar roofs, things like that, battery packs, all coming from this. You know, this this amazing uh, inventor, and just superstar entrepreneur uh, in Elon Musk but Facebook can't fix its fucking algorithm so that it doesn't show me stuff that's happened three days ago because that's like an assumptive algorithm but at least you could put some sort of a date restriction in there so I'm not seeing shit in my timeline that happened on the weekend on a Thursday of the following week. I mean, that's just stupid. You know, um, it's it's kind of like saying, it's, it's kind of like Facebook saying here, we think you want to see this rather than the shit that I want to see. And it goes back to what I've said before. They should have just left it, but no, they're too wrapped up in, in in trying to scrape every form of ad revenue possible out of companies out there and, t- you know, continuing to maximize your, um, you know, your profile and your personality and your interactions and your behaviors as commodities for brands to target against. And it's like your algorithm is presuming to know what I want to see, except there's a major flaw because I've already fucking seen it. It happened on the weekend, and we're almost at the next weekend by the time you show me. So that's a fundamental flaw in that design, right? And if they would have just left it alone, and this goes for Instagram as well, if they would have just left it chronologically, it would be a much better user experience, right? I curate my playlists. I curate my news feeds. I curate the people I want to follow, the people I don't want to follow, um... And I do that because that's me personalizing the experience. I don't want the assumptions of some fucking geek in Silicon Valley who wants to write an algorithm that works off of the back of successful advertising presuming to know what I want to see. I mean, how fucking audacious can you be? You know, but people don't see it. People don't care. But I fucking care. And I want to talk about it because... It's super annoying, right? Like, the UFC event that was on last weekend, I got this morning in my newsfeed from Facebook, I got this morning prelims coming up next on Fox. Wasn't even a recap video. It was a post that was pulled through, I think from Dana White, saying, prelims up next, exclamation, 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 over on Fox or whatever the fuck it said. But the point is it showed up today. That fight happened on Saturday last week. The way you've got your algorithm designed Facebook is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, it fucks up the user experience, and that's probably why, amongst a whole other ream of reasons, why most of the people that took the interactive survey on the New York Times website um, yesterday over the past couple of days, I think 55% of the total audience that took the interactive survey, basically, the survey was, which of these would you get rid of first? And it was um, Alphabet, which, if you don't know, is uh, the parent company to Google and all of the products that fall with un- under the Google, um, the Google logo, the Google brand, um, including like their email services, but almost a- also like their investment arm. Uh, you know, there's a- I mean, I don't have the organogram in front of me, but you know, they own a lot of shit, and so it's Alphabet. It was Alphabet, Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, and Amazon, right, the big five tech companies. So run through it again, Alphabet or Google, Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, and Amazon. And the survey was simply five little circles with each of their logos. And the the point of the survey was to click in order of those you would get rid of the quickest right so out of those five choices if you had to pick one which goes first and then which goes second which goes third which goes fourth and which goes last which is the you know the last one being the one that you would find it the hardest to live without number one in the results overwhelmingly 55% of people that took the survey would get rid of Facebook First. Because it's really zero value, right? There's a it's a zero value proposition. Yes, you get to you know see what your your friends and family are doing on the weekend and whatever, whatever. But let's be honest, if Facebook went away tomorrow, you'd still continue to talk and communicate with the people that were most important to you. I have no doubt in my mind that we would do that. I have no I have no, there's nothing inside of me that says, if Facebook goes away tomorrow, the fabric of society becomes undone, right? The stitches just start to fray and everything falls apart. Quite the opposite, I think. I almost feel like it would be like a spell that was kind of lifted. We would kind of like, you know, rub our eyes and, and, uh. And kind of, oh, what was that? Kind of wake up from a slumber, as it were. I think that's probably what would happen because Facebook's got us all fucked up. And and I'm saying Facebook, but it's a whole bunch of social media. But we're talking about this survey that was uh, on the New York Times that I saw and answered yesterday and the results of that. And I'm not. it doesn't surprise me that most people would get rid of Facebook because I have a hard time seeing what the... You know, I know what I get out of Facebook. It's a sounding board. I like to shit on things that I don't like. Um, I like to post some pictures of the food I'm cooking. You know, random bullshit, really, that if I was truly that keen in sharing my day-to-day activities with the world, I'd probably just do a website or a fucking WordPress blog or something like that. You know, Facebook is for aimless kind of voyeurism. That's all it is. 99% of people on Facebook say nothing of value, show nothing of value. Why the fuck do I care what your kids are doing when I haven't had a proper conversation with you in 15 to 20 years, right? But you're on my Facebook feed simply because I probably haven't gotten around to getting rid of you yet. But what makes you think I care about your kids, And I'm not trying to be harsh here, right? But I'm just trying to outline like why I think people would choose to get rid of Facebook um, ahead of all of those other services. And it just seems to me that the value we perceive that we're getting on Facebook, which is, you know, effectively just a habit creation tool, we're actually not deriving any value out of it. It's not making us happier. You know, seeing somebody else go on holiday doesn't make me sit here and be like, oh, I feel so good that, you know, Joe Blow has gone to, um, I don't know, Cabo. (laughs) I don't care. You know, maybe some people do, sure. Same way some people care about what Kim Kardashian's up to. I don't really see the difference because for most of the people you interact with on Facebook, you've got just a tighter relationship. Maybe you've, you know, other than the fact that you probably went to fucking high school or elementary school with them. There's really nothing there. And I would venture a guess that most people um, that you're friends with on Facebook, if you crossed their path in the street, you'd probably walk right by them. Either for lack of want, <laughs> You know, in terms of having a conversation or you just didn't recognize them, Because I don't even think we're paying attention to the shit on Facebook. I don't think we're paying attention to the shit on Twitter. I don't think we're paying attention to the shit on Instagram. We're just scrolling. It becomes just a numb experience for most of us. Generalizing a little bit, right? But um, but it's just voyeurism. And as a consequence, I think Facebook and, like, social media platforms in general also kill things that, you know, maybe once were sought saw, saw as, like, I don't know, something to look forward to, right? Like, Facebook's killed the high school reunion, in, in my opinion, right? Because a high school reunion is the fundamental thing about a high school reunion is catching up with people that you haven't seen in 20 years, or maybe you have seen and others you haven't, or you haven't caught up with them as much as possible. But now, if you were to have a high school reunion now, like a 20-year reunion or whatever, which I think mine is probably coming up um, in, you know, in the next couple of years, it's got to be, I can't, I can't remember the, unless it's already gone, I didn't get a fucking invite for it, in which case, you know, <laughs> there you go. Um <laughs> But surely with like the advent and and just, you know, absolute adoption of social media by every single fucking person on the planet, it would just be a night of, I already know what you've been up to. If you pay attention at all on social media, but I don't think you do. So then it would be a real kind of, it would probably be a night of like, oh, yeah, I posted this. Did you see that? We're friends on Facebook. Or how come you unfriended me, um, you know, five years ago? I just, the high school reunion's dead. The, 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 um, the art of catching up is dying as a result of these social medias because the people that I, that I hang out with I kind of already know what they're doing. Because I'm either doing it with them or I can see what they've been doing when I haven't been involved in that. Either way, not a lot to catch up on. And that's effectively kind of how it's its just dissolved this, this catch-up element of interaction. It's really weird. I, I was just thinking about it. Like, I was like, is my high school reunion like gone already? Has it already happened Or is it coming up or are they even going to bother doing it? And I was just thinking, I was like, well, why would I even need to go? Because the people that I went to high school with, that I'm still connected with on Facebook, I kind of know what they're doing, right? Got kids, married, you know, bought a house, you know, blah, 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 gone on holiday, whatever, whatever. So what do we got to talk about? Because they've seen what I've been doing too. So what's the point? Because I don't really, I don't really care, right? Like if you're not on my Facebook or if you're not on like one of my other social medias, then I probably don't care what you've been doing. And the last thing I want to do or spend my time doing is sitting in a shitty banquet room hearing about it so I was just thinking about that and it's a bit of a random but I think Facebook has yeah I think Facebook has killed the high school reunion um, what do you think do you think Facebook is is good at all because I see it as an absolute zero sum gain other than the fact yeah caveat that with the fact that I can do things like Bring this show to the people who are on my Facebook or the wider community in Facebook, right? I can promote my services and my podcast uh, to audiences that may not know me in other cities outside of my group of friends, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, again, though, I'm using Facebook to take advantage of its users as commodities. I would like more Facebook users that I know and that I don't know to follow my podcast page, so that my listeners go up. So then, you know, maybe I can monetize it in the future. Maybe I can, uh, maybe I can make a revenue stream out of this and turn it into a business. You know, and and really be doing what I love full time, which is talking shit to you guys um, on here. Uh, so I'm effectively using Facebook as a tool, and the voyeurism part of it, I could stop whenever. I don't, I don't like it. It's, um, because I really don't, I I just really think it's just mindless bullshit. It's, it's really lowest common denominator type of communication. The type of communication I like is this type of communication, long form communication where you can hash out thoughts and ideas and, you know, kind of dig into things. And I can't wait to bring you, uh, guests on the show and having those two way conversations because right now it's obviously just, you know, me talking to you and you guys listening. Um, and it's going to be great when I can bring other other personalities to the table, um, and just really get into some other topics and, and and other subjects with people who you know have direct experience in those situations or who are experts in those fields, etc., uh, etc. Et but just that variety. Um, but yeah, I think Facebook is is really a zero value proposition, caveated with the fact that I can use it to. Um, commoditize a business or draw awareness to something that I'm trying to grow the actual news feed side of Facebook is just such a terrible terrible product that I I I just I barely pay attention to it I post my own shit and I use it as a sounding board but I'm just scrolling past what you put on there just so you know I hope you're not doing that to me by the way because I've got some shit to say (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, it just fucking wound me up because it happens all the time. Right. And then like, okay, so I may, I think I've mentioned before, but I do personal training outside of my nine to five and outside of doing the podcast. So I train a few folks, run a few group classes, etc. And, um, I will post you know, group training sessions or my training sessions on Instagram, um, who, as you know, is owned by Facebook. And I'll post a video on Instagram and because I've got my Instagram account linked to my Facebook account for my fitness page, it will automatically upload it to, to that page, right? It saves me doing um, two posts when I can just do one and knock out two two birds. So Facebook owns Instagram and I can leave the music on Instagram sometimes. I can leave the music playing in the video, which is going to have ambient music or tracks that the gym is playing or whatever it may be. As soon as that post hits Facebook, they hit me with a copyright infringement notice and pull my video down or give me the option to mute the video if I don't want to have it pulled down right, which obviously takes tone away from the video, takes experience, takes viewability away from it, just makes it a bit more shitty video because there's no fucking sound when there should be. And this has happened probably 12 times to me. It happens at least once a month, uh, depending on how frequently I'm posting on, um, on Instagram and sending it over to Facebook. But I'll get a copyright infringement notice because, again, they just put computers to do humans jobs. And when they, when they hear it, you know, it's like, it's like a Shazam um, type of connection, which do they own Shazam? Who just bought Shazam? Was it Amazon? Anyways, one of them bought him. So it filters in, they hear a track that's being played as um, gym music and have a go at me for copyright infringement. And if I don't, mute the video they take it down and if I don't take it down and I post it without muting the video which is also an option they just ban you for fucking five to seven days basically treating you like you've stolen something and punishing you and reprimanding you like they're, like they're your overseer and they're your parental guidance you know you can't do that that's stealing well no it's not you need humans as part of this process. Because it's a fucking joke. YouTube do the same thing. Instagram does the same thing sometimes. It's a little less stringent. I find than Facebook is. But. I mean Facebook is an absolute joke. Their algorithms. Going back to the original point. Their, their algorithms. Are so bad. <coughs> I don't know how people put up with it. And that's why I call them out. You know, it's it's stupid. It's just, it's, it's asinine that they have that type of a solution um, to resolve that sort of an issue, which isn't an issue at all. But then again, it doesn't apply to everybody because I see other people's uh, content on Facebook and they got full blasting rap songs, like chart songs, popular music, overlaid right on top of the video. And it's like, well... I know they didn't pay a license fee for that because it'd be thousands of dollars. So how are they allowed to use it? Because they've got maybe a bigger audience on their content than I do. Like, I just don't know how it's how it's being chosen, how it's being selected, you know, whether or not it copyright uh, infringes on copyright or not. Um, and of course, if you try to get some sort of a resolution to this or... Um, appeal the sort of judgment that you're that you've gotten from Facebook's computers and from Facebook's algorithms there isn't a person you can talk to I've asked people that I know that work for Facebook who I can talk to about you know raising an issue like this and they say flat-out there's nobody and that's done on purpose Facebook have zero accountability Zero accountability, and that's the way they like it. So I just really think, yeah, I just really think it's a problem, um, and I think Facebook needs to step their game up because they're not impervious. I was talking to somebody about this the other day, and they were like, "When do you think uh, when do you think Facebook will disappear?" like what what will be the next thing that comes after after Facebook they said to me or they asked me and i said we've entered a different we've entered a different uh time right because you've got a few of these tech companies that are so big now and it goes back to that kind of interactive survey and why you know the one i was just mentioning where people were getting rid of Facebook first if they had a choice um those five are the most dominant five tech companies, right in uh, in North America or in the Western world. You've got you've got uh, you've got a group of, of three or four tech companies in China, uh, Baidu, WeChat, um, Alibaba, uh, etc, that are kind of the Asian equivalent of these five. And they're probably fucking bigger actually, so um, it's probably the other way around. But point being, is to the question, which was what comes next after Facebook? What comes next, you know, what's the, big next, the next big platform? Uh, what, will, what will cancel out Facebook? And I think we're at the point now, and which is why I'm actually for regulation in this area, to the point where they probably won't go anywhere. They may not look how they look now, But they're not going anywhere, right? So, for instance, Google was Google since 1999 or whenever it was founded. But now it's changed because they've outgrown the Google brand as a single entity, which is now Alphabet. And Google is a part of Alphabet. So they created this other kind of parent company to sit above all of the different things that Google had done. And now they can break those apart. And Google is a part of the bigger spider web Rather than the main company. And I'm sure, and I could speculate all day long on the reasons why they did that, um, but I have a funny feeling it has something to do with taxes and profitability because all of these companies, you know, they're not benevolent companies. These are money making machines um, and vacuums of data and information on their commodities, which are you, to sell. That's it. So what I said in response to, you know, what's the thing that's going to come around and, you know, kind of knock Facebook off. My response was, I don't know. But if I had to guess, I would say whatever it is will not knock Facebook off. It will be purchased Facebook, which is why I'm for regulation because they they did something to like this to Microsoft um, in the '90s when it was getting too big and it was I think they they fragmented the business and made it um, like kind of have to act as separate entities because it was just getting too big and too dominant. And now you've got these five companies: Microsoft, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, um, and Alphabet, which. If they don't, if they don't invent it, they buy it off those that did, right? Perfect example, uh, I read, I read yesterday that uh, Amazon has just bought Ring. Ring is a doorbell that goes, um, that obviously sits either hardwired into your existing doorbell or sits independently and runs through an app on your phone. I've got one, I bought one for my wife and it has a video camera on it with sensors an infrared so you can see you know who's approaching your door and it has a microphone on it so you can answer the call if you're not home so say the Amazon guy shows up with a package or Royal Mail shows up with something that they need you to sign for and you're not in if they ring that doorbell you'll get alerted on your phone you'll be able to answer that you'll be able to talk to the person that's at your door and say listen I'm in the toilet can you just leave it behind my garbage bin and I'll be out in a few minutes to pick it up and if it's a signature, you can say, "Listen, I'm actually, I'm actually not in right now, but I'll be back in about 15 minutes." Um, you know that sort of thing. Two way communication; they can talk back to you. So Amazon have bought them. So I'm not going to go through all the products that Amazon uh, own, but to the standout, along with obviously Amazon.com, the the commerce site. The two that stand out with the acquisition of this uh, recent company is Ring and their uh, their in-home product, right? What is it, Alexa or uh, Amazon Echo? Um, so you've got a device inside your house that's listening to everything that you're saying, um, everything that you command it to do, picking up the ambient sounds, right? All of this stuff that's always going on with, uh, with the Alexa or the Echo or the Amazon Home Pod, or whatever the fuck you call it, you know they are listening. Unless you've got this thing unplugged, they're listening. And I and I wouldn't even uh, because it's I think it's Wi-Fi enabled as well. They could probably just turn it on and listen to you at all times, like you know, like they can do with your phone and and, and all of that stuff. So now they've got what's going on inside your house. They've also got what's going on outside of your house. They know exactly what you're doing from a shopping point of view. Gifts, time of year, occurrences, repurchases, different habits, browsing tendencies. They can retarget you so they can follow you around the internet and watch all of your other browsing behavior. Um, They bought Whole Foods, so now they're going to be controlling the grocery market simply due to their scale. Um, So they know what you're eating. What you drink, you know how healthy you are, um, how potentially unhealthy you are. They've got all this data on you. Plus, there's other companies out there that are selling them data, right? Like smart TV companies that have microphones, or like uh, computer companies. Um, that can open up your web uh, webcam on your laptop, and you know all of this stuff. Or if you happen to be an asshole and have one of those uh, vacuum cleaners that that that, um, that vacuums autonomously, you just kind of t- you know turn it on, leave it, and it bumps into the walls until it covers all of the uh, floor space in the room. Well, I think I might have mentioned this on a podcast before, but there was a company out there, and you can Google this called Roomba, and Roomba were selling their data to Amazon. So they actually know the fucking floor plan of your house as well if you have a Roomba right but who knows what kind of echo location um, kind of sonar type of shit they've got in their uh, Amazon echo right to start mapping out you know where you've got that in your house what you what you're doing in the house what your conversations are you know all that shit it's pretty creepy stuff and now they' just bought ring and stuff so they keep they've they've effectively got an eye on everything that you do. So I don't think Facebook is gonna go away, but I don't think Facebook's gonna be <clears throat> just a social media platform. It's already not just a social media platform. It's way too influential to that, to, to be just considered a social media platform, some benevolent or benign entity that doesn't really matter, and doesn't really influence, and doesn't really have you know any effect on our life. Don't fool yourself. You know, Zuckerberg's in China all the time. Um, He's in Africa talking about internet access and mobile light. Um, Facebook being installed in every single mobile device that comes um, off the production line in Africa. Like, these guys are commoditizing the human population, you know, one device at a time and one account at a time. They're not interested in what the fuck you did at the weekend. They don't give a shit other than the fact that they can make a couple of pounds off of you by targeting you with some advertising that you're probably not going to click on, but at least you've seen it, right? Maybe maybe one out of a thousand people will click on it and then they can justify keeping it going. But because of the actual audience and environment and universe size on Facebook, it's always going to be you know, an angle for advertisers to go down and a strong angle for advertisers to go down. But that's not what Facebook wants, in my opinion. I don't think that's what any of these tech companies don't want. They don't want to just sell you products. They want to be able to dictate to you what products you're getting, when you're getting them, and how many of them you're getting. So they're trying to commoditize and create these conglomerates that just control everything. And that's what I think Facebook will be in the future. I think it's going to be a company that is in you know, telecommunications is going to be in um, security, you know, robotics, possibly augmented and virtual reality, which it's already into because it bought Oculus Rift, um, you know, a social media. Nah, that's just a way to start getting the data on fucking people. Uh, that, that's just a way to get people hooked, right? That's the teaser. That's the nipple slip, right? The juicy stuff is when they can't leave, when they've got, got you so intertwined in their products that you can't leave. You know, how many Google products do you use? You know, if you've got a Google Pixel phone, you use Gmail, you use Google Docs, you use Google. For sure, you use YouTube? For sure, you do. You know, Google Calendar functionality. I know I'm going just through the Gmail shit, and there's a lot more to it than that, but just as an example, right? Like, you're going to stop using your iPhone? You're going to stop buying shit off iTunes? You use Safari? Apple TV? I think they bought Shazam, right? So they've got Shazam 2, you know, but they've got 200 billion or something crazy in the bank. You know, their offices that they're building look like fucking spaceships and now they don't want you to leave, right? As an employee of Apple, they don't want you to leave. Just like Google, free food, free gym, bring your dog, work out, healthcare. You know, Apple have now got on-site nurses. On-site general practitioners that can do health assessments, and if you're feeling a bit tired or you're feeling a bit stressed, you know, when do they start attaching apartments and putting it in the contract? You know, we suggest for you know work-life balance that you stay in the Apple headquarters uh, dormitory or whatever the fuck, but these companies are not going anywhere. Google or Alphabet, whatever you want to call it, is not going anywhere. Facebook isn't going anywhere. Amazon's not going anywhere. Jeff Bezos has $105 billion net worth. He bought the Washington Post they just bought Ring. They bought Whole Foods. You see? Did like, you see what's going on? Like, <laughs> They're not going anywhere. They're just not going to be what they are today because they're going to evolve and morph into something bigger, something larger, and something that is even more consuming than what they are now. And nobody has a chance to compete with them. Google and Facebook uh, account for something like 80% of all programmatic ad revenue, automated ad revenue that is allocated by brands to advertising platforms, publishers, outlets with audiences. 80% goes to Facebook and Google. So I guess like, Like I said, I'm in, I'm in favor of, of regulation on these companies because I think it was, um, a report that came out about Amazon and and how much money they made last year, how many billions and paid zero federal income tax. Zero. How much did you pay in taxes last year? And then how much did you make? And I don't care what the two numbers are, but I know for an absolute fact that it was more than what Amazon paid in federal taxes last year to the U.S. government, let alone what they're paying in taxes to any other, you know, territory region that they operate in, you know. So nobody's going to do anything. We need hard regulation against these tech companies, but nobody's going to do anything. Because they don't know how to regulate tech companies like this. Brand new. All this shit's happened in the last 10, 12 years. And the explosions arguably happened over the last six. It's crazy. But the way that they're buying up companies and the way they're expanding and the things that they're getting into and the, and the you know, infinite amounts of control and monitoring that they want to put on users and 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 track them and and you know absorb the information about them there needs to be regulation it cannot be a free-for-all in my opinion because they just run amok but we'll see what happens we'll see what happens at least the eu turned around and you know supported the right to be forgotten um so basically what that means if you're not familiar is it is you can you can contact google and request a um a right to be forgotten action or something like that i don't know exactly what the 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 correct terminology is but it is a mechanism put in place by the eu government that makes it mandatory for google to one hand over all the information that they've got on you anytime you've appeared in a search result um, any of your search history that you want, you know, any of this sort of thing. Um, and you have the right to request that they delete all of your presence from Google and they have to, and they have to do it in a timely fashion. And a lot of people have started doing it. hundreds of thousands. I think 300,000 people have done it since the initiative was started in, uh, in Europe alone, you know, so it's, it's not a huge number, but it's quite significant and telling. You know, that people value their privacy and don't want to be used as commodities, even if it is a small number. You know, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, But, you know, on the other end of it, I also don't give a fuck because I just, I don't feel susceptible to it the way I see other people being susceptible to it. Or falling kind of head over heels with it. Like, I can put my phone down. And I do put my phone down. I make a conscious effort to put my phone down. Not mainly because I've noticed that my eyesight is getting worse and, you know, I'm not that old. But if I'm staring at my computer all day at work and then I, you know, I'm interacting on my phone as well you know, I'll notice around lunchtime, my eyes will start to get a bit squirrely and a bit fuzzy and and shit like that. And I've said to my wife a couple of times, probably need to get some glasses, but I'm putting it off. But by putting it off, I'm probably doing more damage to my eyes and not getting it sorted. So I've got to go have a look at that. But, um, yeah. It's, it's a funny old thing, man. They're, uh, They're big old companies. And they're run by dictators. Let's not be, you know, let's not be fooling ourselves here. You know, Jeff Bezos does not want to have anybody to answer to. Zuckerberg does not want to have to answer to anybody. Tim Cook, same thing. You know, Larry Page and Uh, what's his name, Sergey Brin, you know, the guys that, go, they don't want to be fucking told anything by anybody. You know, it was like um, Apple uh, wanted the new headquarters built in a in a, in a place and and their, the, the counselor or whatever, whoever kind of approves it was uh, was putting up a bit of a fight about the size of it, the, the design of it, what it would do to the ecosystem around it and Apple basically turned around and said, if you don't give us the planning permission to do it, We'll we'll go over here and we'll take all of our tax revenue with us. So make a call. So it's just money and commerce influencing. You know, it's a bit fucked up. But there's nothing that we're going to do about it because this is part of the evolutionary process. Hate to tell you, but these companies are going to influence what human beings look like in the next 50 to 100, 200 years. with the onset and development of more robotics and and the fact that we are going to be more and more likely to be consumed and joined at the hip with technology even more so than we are now. Like we're going to look back and see how addicted we are to our phones and just think we were walking around with a fax machine on our face, you know, we're holding the microwave up to our ears is what we're going to think. Because all this shit's going to be just absorbed, right? Through different apparatus and, 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 and different incorporations with us uh, in a more biological way. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see where things go. But, you know, I guess a really, really fucking long answer to the original question was f- these companies aren't going anywhere, You would only be able to regulate these companies out of business. The only other way to do it is by the users turning around and saying, I don't want to use your product anymore. And we're just becoming zombies, so that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Social media networks and social media companies will not go away. This is already, it's basically taken 10 years to curb the behavior of 2 billion or more people where they feel reliant on scrolling through endless trudges of garbage. And they have to do it. And if you don't think everybody has to do it, if you don't think they're doing it on an endemic level, the average user on Instagram opens their profile 30 times a day. Again, you can Google this shit. I'm not making it up. The average person checks their social media accounts. I think it was Instagram specifically, if I remember correctly, 30 times a day. Could you be any more insecure? Could you be any more thirsty? Could you be any more controlled? It's good to take a break from social media. Good to take a break from social media. Good to mix up. And add variety to the content you consume. Get out of your echo chamber. Get out of the comfortable chair you sit in, you know, which is just scrolling through your newsfeed. I wonder what our thumbs will look like in fifty years. They'll be different than what they are now. Alright, you're gonna have scroller thumb, that's gonna be something that people are treated for. But we're gonna be different and these companies aren't going anywhere. So, yeah, get used to it. (sighs) Fuck, you know. It's not like you're going to do anything about it. Can't even get the guns off the fucking streets in America. You're going to stop looking at cat videos. You're going to stop reading memes. You're going to stop checking what your um, prom date in high school from 25 years ago is doing. How many times they take their kids to the park, you know, you're not going to stop using Facebook. You're not going to stop using Instagram or Snapchat or Twitter. you not going to fucking stop using any of these. Good luck. You'll adopt what they tell you to adopt. Right? Steve Jobs quote, people don't know what we want. People don't know what they want until we tell them. But you got to admire the technological advances that we're making, right? you got to admire the fact that sending a video to your friend around the world instantaneously was unachievable uh, 20 years ago. Couldn't do it. In 1998, you could not send a video, at least I wasn't aware, And if you could, it probably would have taken you two and a half weeks. But if I want to send my friend in Australia a YouTube video, it's done like that. Right? So there's certain positives with connectivity as well. Let's not put it all bad. It's just the amount and the degree in which we are consumed by it and what that detracts us from. In terms of real human experiences, that's my problem. That's that's my issue with it. You know, um, but you got all these technological advances, right? Elon doing his thing, and then I read something. Uh, where was it? I think it was. Um, I think it was actually on the BBC, but it was a it basically it was a report about the BBC can't afford to roll out high definition TV viewing in all regions because it's too expensive. Like it's too expensive. (laughs) It's too expensive to roll high definition across all regions in England. England is so small and it's not like we're talking about the mountains of Afghanistan here, right? Like how can you not roll out fiber optics across the country? They said it would cut into our editorial budget or our, our, our other budgets of, of providing viewers with the best service. So if it's too expensive for you to roll out HD, you need to look at another model. Because for those that don't know, and I'm not talking to my UK audience here, talking to to my international audience here, just so you know, we get charged um, a fee, which is a mandatory charge, called a TV license. Don't ask me how much it is, because I don't know. I don't take care of it. Um, but it's more than it should be because it should not be a thing. And this is to fund the programming and, you know, the BBC doesn't have commercials on it. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, You know, funds the radio communications that they have and all that stuff. But I just think that if you can't survive without a mandatory payment from every single citizen in the country that has a television, yet people outside of this country also have access to those services without having the same financial obligations as the people within the country do, you're doing something wrong. You're doing something wrong, BBC, and if the market doesn't want you because it wouldn't pay for your services or it would switch off of your services because you put commercials in there like every other TV channel does, well, I'm sorry, then you need to disappear. Because forcing me to pay when I don't watch, like I've got BBC News on right now. Just to check the headlines out before I do a podcast. See if anything's happened that I didn't know about, you know, just to get updated and then I'm gone, right? But I also have the app on my phone and I never look at that because I use Reuters or the Associated Press. Because the BBC, as independent as it claims to be, is not. It is absolutely skewed because it's, I believe it's a government funded initiative or some shit like that, right? Because the government collects our TV license or however the fuck it all works. And so what you'll find is when there's a labor government in, the BBC are labor leaning, left leaning. But when there's a conservative government in, they're right leaning, more conservative um, type of reporting, attitude, behavior, more favorable reporting against the political party that is in power. They are not unbiased. They are not neutral. And I don't think that we should be required to support them. So, what I would suggest to the BBC is that you change it to a subscription model. If you're so worried about keeping advertising out of the um, out of the programming, you move to an on-demand subscription-based model. Package your shit up, right? If I wanted to, I should be able to say. I want to pay for a BBC subscription that includes BBC News, BBC News International, uh, BBC Radio 1, and BBC One HD. And that should cost me four quid a month. Something like that, hypothetically. But to levy a tax, to enforce a tariff on people which is a model that's born out of, you know, the archaic TV structure in this country. To, ins- to, to make it mandatory that I have to pay for something that I don't choose to use, because it's not for the TV. Because if I don't pay a TV license, I can still get my TV working. So it's not for the functionality. It's to, It's to keep the operations going. But to be honest with you, it's TV. So you either move to a Netflix-based subscription model or you start to put commercials in your programming. Because a license fee is garbage. It's a garbage idea. It's a garbage idea. And clearly, you're struggling to provide the citizens of this country who pay their fucking TV license the level of service that is required as a bare minimum standard in today's world. Some people don't even have high-definition television access in Great Britain. Think about that. Yet we're all required, if we have a TV, to pay this company. No thanks. Change your model. Change your model or go the fuck out of business because there's plenty of other places I can get every single piece of content that you provide. Other than, you know, say the Great uh, British Bake Off or, you know, any of these types of shows that they do, um, you know. But guess what? If you went away, they'd go somewhere else. You don't need to be around. And if the market doesn't want you, you fucking shouldn't be. But to arbitrarily say we're going to keep this payment plan in place forever because that's how we've always done it. It's not, it's not viable to me. I've never agreed with the TV license. And who the fuck do you guys think you are? 20 quid a month or 30 quid a month. I don't know what it is, but let me fucking, actually let me find out. You guys probably already know. And I'm sitting here talking out of my ass and I don't even know what it is. Um, Let me see. Uh, TV license payment. Let me check. I'm just going to have a look at this to see how much it is. 18 a month. 18. Oh, wait. 24 pounds 50 a month? Hang on. Like, fuck off, Google. How much? Sorry. Sorry for the dead air there, guys. I'm just trying to do a quick Google search, find out what the hell this is all about, because I'm talking out of my ass. So when I put how much is a TV license in England, How, how much is a TV license in... It says 147 pounds for a color and 49.50 for a black and white TV license. The fuck? Who the fuck has a black and white TV? I don't know. This website sucks. Either way... It's too much. It's way too much. And it's, it's an arbitrary fee to pay for something you're not willing to pay for yourselves. And if you're not willing to pay for it yourselves, what's to incentivize you for doing the best, most unbiased, quality job that you can do? Nothing. So I'm putting a fucking flag in the ground to say fuck BBC and fuck their license fees because every other, <coughs> every other programming, every other TV station, channel, network, has managed to do it without asking the citizens for a fee. Now, if you want to go to the Netflix route and offer a subscription fee, I think that's absolutely fine. But my guess on that is that they would be out of business quick. Because most of the shit on BBC is garbage. Most of the radio on BBC is shit. Most of the podcasts on BBC are shit. So, you'd have to do a tiered subscription. It couldn't be an all for one. I mean, you could fucking try, but, you know, what's that gonna cost? So, I'm putting it out there. I think the BBC license fee era should be abolished immediately and moved to a subscription or an advertising based model. If you're a legacy brand with the type of audience and the type of commitment, that you, you, know, you seem to say that you've got, subscription or advertising should not be an issue. But don't call my license fee a subscription because that's not a subscription because I don't get a choice in that. I don't get to cancel. There's no opt-out. There's no break clause in my TV license subscription fee. And if I don't want to use your services, I shouldn't have to fucking pay for them. And if you go out of business, I'll say it again, if you go out of business as a consequence of that, then you're not supposed to be in the market. And if you can't adjust and build your product in a way that is sustainable through one of those other subscription or advertising models, see ya. Not everything is going to be around forever. We can't force us to keep it around Forever. So let's get rid of the BBC license fees. Let's get, let's get rid of the TV license, right? I can understand a license for operating a motor vehicle or a plane or a motorcycle, right? Car, whatever, boat, doesn't matter. Yeah, license fee for that. I've even made arguments in the past <coughs> about the viability of having a license for having children, Because that's quite a big responsibility, right? And we can get into that discussion a whole other time because we're already an hour and 17 in. And the last thing I want to broach as a subject right now is whether or not you think or I think it's a good idea to make people go through psychological testing and obtain a license to be able to procreate. I got my thoughts on it and we will definitely get to it, but not this show. Point is We have to have licenses and we don't have to have licenses for some really important stuff. Owning a TV is not important. And paying to have access, like, it doesn't stop access. That's the thing. It's not like if I don't pay my Netflix subscription, they terminate my account. That's not how it works. So anyways moving on let's get rid of the license fee because it's stupid it's an unnecessary cost and it's not worth it so bbc step your game up change your model because i have a feeling people are going to get sick of this pretty soon and you're going to have to come into the 21st century and start adjusting your business model to fit the current climate and we've got a recession bubbling on the horizon that we're running towards. So if you think people are going to be happy about continuing to pay for these arbitrary fees that you feel like you can levy on people, I think you're going to have a rude awakening sooner than you think on this. And to be honest with you, I'm surprised you've fucking gotten away with it for so long because it's a fucking, it's a really stupid idea. And I think we just need to get rid of it because there's other, there's other commercial options out there. And like I said, if the market doesn't, you know, if the market doesn't want you, then fuck off and go somewhere else. Um, and you'll be replaced. And TV's fucked anyways. So, you know, it's going to be subscription model or nothing pretty soon. So we'll see. Anyways, what else is going on? Fucking. How do you guys feel about. How would you feel as a parent? if you had a daughter and that daughter was competing in a tournament and it was an individual sport and the person that your daughter was competing against was a girl that was transitioning into a boy and had been doing so for, you know, months and was on a full spectrum of, um, you know, gene-altering drugs, medication, uh, steroids, you know, testosterone. How would you feel about the fairness of that competition? I don't have kids, but I have a definite, definite feeling about the subject. And the reason that I bring it up is because I was reading in the paper online. Reading in the paper, my fucking... 68 years old I was reading a I was reading an article online and it showed a video of a girl um, in a high school wrestling match and she was up against her opponent who she'd lost to the year before and I believe it was the finals of the wrestling tournament and the girl who was trying to exact revenge from the year before who was facing the same competitor was facing a girl who was transitioning into a boy. And had been doing so for some time. Now, to be clear up front, this girl that's that's transitioning into becoming a boy actually wanted to compete against the boys. But I believe this is in California. And California says you can only compete in competition with the same gender as which that is Uh, of which that is that is which that is which is on that which is on is how you say it right that which is on your birth certificate if you're born a girl you can only compete against girls and that's it so even though this girl who's transitioning into a boy is jacked up on all these fucking um, hormone replacement therapies and is effectively just fucking these girls up, that's the only way it can be. And I just think that's complete bullshit. And I feel really bad for both competitors. I feel bad for the girl who's transitioned into a boy because she wants to transition and she actually wants to compete against the gender that she is becoming rather than the gender that she currently still is or has been. So I feel bad for her because she's getting shit on as being like a cheater, um, unfair competitor when it's actually got nothing to do with her because she wants to be competing against the boys. At least that's what I've read in my good old newspaper. Um, That's what I read online. But the California government, or I think it's the California state (coughs) legislator, won't allow it. It's you got to compete against girls and that's the only way you can compete. However... I feel really bad for the girl who lost because she didn't choose to transition. She didn't choose to get caught up on in these, um, you know, kind of asinine laws that are so rigid. They don't take into any account, you know, the um, the uh, the variability in today's society. Uh, and I think it's just a bit fucked up and it's unfair on her because, you know, she's just trying to compete Um it's just it's just kind of a sad state I think and uh, and I think there should be provisions in place for things like that but more importantly so two things why could this kid not wait until they were eighteen done with high school and then make that transition right because we've already I think we've talked about on previous podcasts. You know, the 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 human development, the, the timeline for human development and, you know, how your amygdala is not fully developed until you're 25 is what scientists think, you know, so effectively, we're just talking monkeys until then. We don't have any real, you know, proper development in self-control or reasoning or, you know, critical thinking and stuff like that. And, and I mean, you run the experiment for yourself. Right. How were you when you were 18 compared to when you were 27? completely different people I would imagine and if you weren't take a look at yourself in the fucking mirror because uh, yeah that must be hard um, so for me it's it's a completely unfair untenable situation because one that girl transitioning to the boy should not be competing against other girls it's completely unfair completely unfair because she's got all of these um, hormone hormone replacement therapy, tools going on. All these medications happening, testosterone elevated levels uh, to that of a, uh, of, a, of a woman who's not transitioning. So it's not fair against any of the other competitors. Also, I think if that girl who's transitioning into a boy wants to compete with the boys, she should be allowed to because she's clearly going through that. All you have to do is run the testosterone levels and things like that, make an assessment. Is it safe? Yeah, okay, let's go, is it not? Okay, sorry, you're gonna have to sit out, but you can't come to a tournament and just start throwing girls around who you have a physiological advantage over. Can't do it, can't do it. My other problem with this situation is the parents. Because I'm firmly under the opinion that until you are of legal age of consent, right? And I think for most things in America, other than buying automatic fucking weapons, it's 21, right? You gotta be 21 to buy a beer, but you gotta be 18 to buy a machine gun. Real good, real good job, America. Um, I don't think you should be able to edit your genes or your gender until you are of legal decision-making age. Because I just think that people are not in a position to make lifelong changes and decisions to their gender when they're young. ton of arguments out there oh you don't know how it feels or you know he's known he was a girl since day one da 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 da. so what let him act like a girl if you've got a little boy and he's very effeminate you know he likes to play with dolls wear dresses put makeup on I don't know exhibit any kind of effeminate behavior let him what harm is it doing if you've got a little daughter and she's a tomboy and likes to go around like smacking obviously not smacking we don't want physical you know physical violence but <clears throat> if she likes to roughhouse you know if she likes to play with you know more traditionally boys toys or activities or she's a bit rough and ready you know that sort of thing so what who cares That does not mean you start giving them estrogen or testosterone replacement therapy and start doing gender reassignment surgery to a child. It is tantamount to child abuse in my opinion. Because How can you know something with absolute definitive certainty when you're seven years old? How can you know before you've had your first kiss that you were born into a body that you weren't supposed to be born into? I am sorry, but from a cognitive processing, psychological point of view, that is crazy. A 7, 8, 9, 10, even 14, 15, 16-year-old kids should not have their parents' consent. It shouldn't, it should not be an option. Physicians, doctors, medical professionals should not conduct these sorts of changes in people until they ever are of a certain age. And I'm I'm a firm, I hold that as a very firm opinion. Because I just think you need time to be awkward. Time to be unfamiliar, be unaware, be a kid. Be weirded out in your own skin. But just because you're uncomfortable or you don't feel like you have your whole identity sewn up, put in a mold... For everyone to see and define perfectly that you need to do gender reassignment surgery. I have no problem with transgenders. I have no problem with transgendered people. Except that they're kind of like vegans. At least the ones I've seen in the public eye. They're like vegans and crossfitters. You know They definitely want to tell you about it and definitely want to tell you all the things you can and can't do and things that you can and can't say and things you can and can't call them. I got no issue. Do you? You want to lop your cock off? Go ahead. Or flip it inside out? Go ahead. You want to go the whole way? Get a nice set of tits put on you? Grow your hair out? and take the estrogen, change your voice, make you more feminine, shave your legs, do your thing. I don't give a fuck. Do what you want to do. But do it as an adult. Kids are way too easily influenced. Kids are way too fluid in their thinking. Kids are way too um what's the word? They're 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 too quick to like yeah, I want to do that. And then, no, no I want to do that. Oh, I'm interested in it. I mean, you know, oh yeah, I was going out with him, but yeah, now I'm not, I'm going out with him. You know, oh no, I'm not friends with her anymore. Yeah, 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 no, this thing happened last week and we're not friends anymore. And the next week, yeah, yeah, that was just a thing. We're friends now, it's no problem. That was no big deal. Don't be silly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just back and forth. Undecided. And I'm not saying kids are dumb. I'm just saying that life-changing decisions, both physically and mentally and emotionally, are not to be taken lightly and should only be considered after you have all the facts, historical data, and have explored what it actually means to embark on a process like that. And I don't understand why we can't do like a testing phase, like an experiment phase. Like put this set of tits on and walk around. Put this, put this, put this fake set of tits on, put a a long blonde wig on and go walk around. See how you feel about it. You feel comfortable? No, because society doesn't accept you like that. You look weird. But if you still want to do it, okay, cool. You got seven more months like that. And it shouldn't be for other people, I know. It shouldn't be for other people to say, oh, you look fucking weird or, you know, all that shit. But it's a factor to take into consideration. I just don't think we should allow snap judgments when we're talking about gender reassignment surgery for children. You want to do it as an adult, do what you want just wait and watch you know i'll be uh i'll be called transphobic because of that you know like some people tried to have a go at me online uh this was ages ago when uh when when bruce became caitlin i was like Fuck, what a train wreck. Again, you want to become a woman? Go ahead, but don't expect me to sit here and call you beautiful when you look like a fucking bus ran into you. Because that's not an attractive woman. That's not athlete of the year. That's an attention-seeking, mentally ill ex-athlete who spent a time too much time in a nuthouse with a bunch of fucking psychopaths. ...and was craving some sort of attention. you got to look at the mental health aspect of this as well. You know, everybody wants to throw mental health at the gun issue. Look at this issue as well. America's fucked up. Anyways, off that. Oh yeah, and Caitlyn Jenner... ...fucking killed a woman. And nobody talks about that. Everybody was wrapped up in her transitioning from Bruce to Caitlyn when she was so fucking hopped up on pills that she ran into the back of somebody, pushed that lady into oncoming traffic, and that woman got hit by another vehicle and died. Nobody said a word about it. We were too busy giving her espies. Calling her beautiful when she was on the cover of Vanity Fair, looking like, I don't know what. A mess is what she looked like. So let's just wait. Let's be patient. Let's check out all the other factors. Are you depressed? Are you lonely? Like, what are you doing this for? You have hobbies? You have too much fucking time on your hands? Kids should be out of bounds for gender reassignment surgery. Full stop, in my opinion. You know... I don't know. Good weekend of sport coming up. Deontay Wilder's fighting uh, for the heavyweight title. That's going to be brilliant. Um, Who's he fighting? Ortiz. Um, Yeah, and Anthony Joshua's got uh, Parker, right? So the Deontay Wilder's fight is this weekend. So is the UFC event. Like I so said, we're going to cover that in a different show. Um, but I think I think that's enough. I think that's enough for today. We've done an hour thirty, just over. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pack it in. I'm gonna pack it in. It's cold. I want to go cuddle with my dogs. Um, I got to answer some emails for work as well. Um, so I'm gonna get out of here, guys. But uh, we ranted and we raved today. We covered a bunch of shit. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm gonna come back do episode 15, which will be a preview for the uh, upcoming UFC event. Um, but as always, guys, um, you know, let me know what you guys think. I want to hear your feedback. I want to hear your thoughts. Um, you know, what what should we do? What should we do different? What what needs adjusting on the show so far? You know, we're 13 uh, episodes in. This is number 14. We got 15 coming. We're gonna keep it rolling. But. Always looking to improve. So any feedback, throw it at us. You can hit us up on Facebook, um, Quiet Part Loud. Uh, we can be found on Twitter at Quiet Part at Quiet Part Loud um, as well. And uh, you can hit us up on SoundCloud. Uh, I believe there's a feedback me- mechanism on SoundCloud as well. But you know, if you if you are enjoying the show, guys, and you know, sometimes I can be a bit of a bitchy, moody cunt. I know that. Um, It's all about the subject of the day, right? I'm not like this when I'm breaking down the UFC card. I'm not not doing this when I'm talking about um, different subjects. But certain subjects piss me off. And like I said to you, there is going to be a running theme on this show of accountability. And that's what I do. I try to bring up things that need the people behind them to be held accountable for them. You know, and maybe I should start doing some more kind of positive shit and and and, and enlightening stuff. Um, and I'm sure we'll get to it. You know, and you know, you know, 14 episodes in, I kind of feel like I've been doing it for a minute now. But I know I'm still a baby, and I know I'm still a newcomer to this. So I'm finding my feet still, and it's not perfect, but. We're going to get there and not every show is going to be me just bitching and moaning about things, but it is called the quiet part loud and some of the things that we don't get to sound out about on our day to day kind of journeys and in our day to day interactions, that's what this is for. So If you've got shit that you want to gripe about, let me know. If you've got shit that you think is fucked up and needs being held, you know, if there's people out there that need to be held accountable, if there's corporations out there that need to be held accountable, if there's situations, social, whatever it may be that you run into, let me know about it. And if there's an opportunity to talk about it, you know, and it's something that I find interesting and that I want to talk about, then we'll, we'll talk about it and we'll hit it from, you know, from my angle and we'll hit it from, you know, the angle of whoever's sending that feedback in. I'd love some subject matter thrown at me. You know, we've got tons of stuff to cover. You know, I, I mentioned a very, very sore, delicate subject of, um, of having a license or having a vetting mechanism in place before you can have children. We are going to get into that for sure. You know, um, we are gonna go. We are gonna get into cryptocurrencies. We are going to get into robotics and stock investments and you know the future of cash flow and universal basic income and different ideas that are that are kind of out there floating around and you know things that we want to hold on to. But we're gonna talk about light shit as well. You know we're gonna review movies on here. I haven't seen any good ones in a while, so I'll leave it out. Um, you know we're gonna talk about. Sport and more MMA and boxing and things like that. So there's going to be a variety of shit that we're going to talk about. But if there's stuff that you guys want to hear, let me know. Let me know. It's a two-way conversation, kind of. But your thoughts and your feedback and your suggestions, always considered. Always considered and always would read them. Um, I might not always feed back directly, but um, keep listening. And if you throw something at me, there's a good chance. If there's an article out there that you think I need to see, hit it up. Hit up the social channels. Hit up Twitter. Hit up Facebook. And, uh, and let me know about it because I want to know about it. I can't cover the whole internet on my own. So help me out, guys. Bring me the best shit you've got, and let's talk about it. So... That's it for today. We've done an hour 40, good show, covered some stuff, held some people accountable, hopefully put some people on blast. Um, But it's freezing cold and it's still snowing. And I want to enjoy the rest of the afternoon after I get some more work done. Uh, So I'm gonna leave you. But it's been a pleasure. Thanks again for tuning in and for listening. Find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, find us on SoundCloud. Other platforms coming very, very soon and um if you like it then subscribe if you like it give us a follow all that good stuff you know what the deal is um but we'll be back real soon and we're gonna have a look at the upcoming UFC event and the upcoming boxing matches so uh thanks guys appreciate it and uh until next time yeah take care of yourself all the best